0: Hey there, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. You are listening to episode six. This is the third episode in my launch series, and if you haven't listened to episode four and five, go ahead and stop this episode, go back and check those out first. So today I'm gonna talk all about creating your cover art, choosing your music, and recording your trailer, intro, and outro for your episodes. I've got a lot to cover, and I like to keep these episodes pretty short and sweet, so let's get into it. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Okay, so I wanna preface this by saying that there's no one way to do things. Like, there really are no set rules in podcasting. You can make your show however you want it to be. It doesn't have to be the same structure that everybody else uses or that your favorite podcast uses. You can really make it your own. These are just my suggestions to help you get started. And more importantly, all of these things are changeable. Is that a word? I don't know. But all of these things can be changed. If you get your podcast out and then a few months later – you decide that like, you really hate your intro that you created, you can change it and you can change it really easily and it'll be updated on all the platforms pretty much instantly. I also want to remind you that in these episodes of the launch series, I have created a launch guide to go along with these episodes. It's totally free and you can download it at podcastingforeducators.com slash guide. So let's talk about the probably what is the very first thing that people will see when they discover your show, and that's your cover art. So a lot of times this is the first impression that people have of your show, so you do wanna spend time thinking about what you want it to look like. And you have two options here. So you can either create this yourself or you can outsource it to a graphic designer. When I launch for my clients, I include cover art design in our launch packages. But if you're creating this on your own, it's totally doable. If you're not familiar with Canva, you need to be because I think it's the best tool I have for my business. I use it practically every day for things like social media posts and any kind of freebies that I create. So I personally think it's 100% worth it to have the paid option of Canva. I think it's like $12 a month. So if you don't already have that, I highly recommend it. There's all kinds of templates and you can put in your own branding and make it unique to your brand. It's amazing. So Canva is a great option for a program that you can use to create your cover art. And what I recommend doing is taking a look at your podcast library and just kind of browse through and notice what other people's cover art looks like. You're probably going to find that most people keep their cover art pretty simple And they do that for a good reason. Usually when people view your cover art, they're looking at it as a teeny tiny thumbnail on their phone. So you don't want it to be this intricate design where like your picture and the title gets lost in the design. You wanna keep it fairly simple and easy to read. A lot of people ask, should I use a photo of myself or or should I not have a photo at all? My recommendation, if you are using this podcast for your personal business for your personal brand as a lead generation tool for your business, then I think it's great to have your photo on your cover art because people will then associate your show with you and your face. So I definitely love to see people's face on their cover art. There are requirements that need to be met in terms of the size that it needs to be, And all of those requirements are in that free launch guide that I have. I'll also include the sizes in the show notes so that you can, so that you can check those out after you listen to this episode. But you do, you definitely need to make sure that you meet these requirements because if it's, if it's the wrong size or it's not compressed enough or anything like that, that is something that can lead to you not getting accepted to platforms like Apple. Apple is like really, strict on making sure that your cover art is the correct size. So what I would do is create a few different designs on Canva and then bring them, bring your favorites, like maybe your top two or top three favorites, bring them to your Instagram page and put them on your Instagram stories or in your Instagram feed. You could even make like a carousel on your Instagram feed and have people vote on which one they like the best. And I mean – at the end of the day, you're going to choose the one that you love the most, but it's really nice to hear those opinions and hear what people think, and it it might end up making the decision a little bit easier for you, and it also just kind of builds that buzz of your show getting ready to launch, and it makes people feel like they're involved in the process. All right, next up is music. This is my favorite part. I love looking for music for my clients and putting it together with their intro and outro. It's so fun. So you do – you have to purchase – a license for your music in order to be able to use it on your show. It's called Royalty Free Music, and I'm going to give you a few different websites that you can find your music on. But first, let's talk about why you even need music. And again, you don't have to have music, but I always think music is a great addition to your show. So you can use your music track for a bunch of different things. You can use it for your trailer. You can use it for your formal intro and outro of your show. And you can use it for any future ads that you might put in your show, like if you create a 30-second ad to promote your membership or your TPT store or whatever you're promoting in your episodes, you can have music playing behind your ad. My top three websites that I use to get royalty-free music are AudioJungle.com, PremiumBeats.com, and Artlist.io. Now, Artlist.io, you have to buy like a yearly subscription to and then once you buy that subscription you have basically unlimited an unlimited number of tracks that you can download so that's a great option if you're if you're going to have a bunch of ads in your show and you're going to you want to like switch up your music otherwise it it's probably a bit of a steep investment if you're just planning to use one track and there's plenty of options on audiojungle.com and premiumbeats.com And on both of those sites, you'll choose your music and you only have to purchase that one track. So think about what you want like the vibe of your music to be. Do you want it to be kind of calming and soft or do you want it to be really fun and upbeat? Think about how your voice is. Are you more soft-spoken or are you like super upbeat and have a more powerful voice? You want your music to match the tone of your voice and the style of your voice. A good thing to do would be to go onto these websites and just start browsing. You can search by keyword or mood and just kind of take a listen and you can actually put together a playlist on these sites so you can like pick your favorites. I would pick like five to ten that you really love and kind of sit on it for a few days because then you can kind of think about it and then come back to it. And sometimes that'll give you like a more clear answer of what you like the most. Once you pick the track that you want, you'll be able to purchase the license for it and then you can download it. I would definitely save a copy in your Google Drive or Dropbox, wherever you like to keep your files. And then you'll be able to pop that track into whatever program you're using to edit and record your episodes. I use Audacity. So in Audacity, you can just... Drag and drop the file right in. Okay, so we've got cover art and music. Now let's look at your trailer. So if you've never seen a trailer before, I have one for my show. So if you go, if you look at my show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, at the very top, my trailer is pinned. Not everybody has a trailer. Do you absolutely need one? No, you don't. But I think that a trailer kind of serves two purposes one is for people to be able to find out what your show is about. Just like, you know, when a new movie comes out, when you're – if you're anything like me and my husband, you sit on your couch and you browse trailers for 30 minutes trying to decide what you want to watch, and then once you actually choose what you want to watch, you fall asleep. (laughs) The same is true for a trailer for your podcast. Not the falling asleep part, hopefully, but a trailer is for people who are curious about your show and trying to make that decision as to whether they're going to listen or not. And then the second purpose of a trailer is to kind of act as a placeholder for your official launch. And what I mean by that is you have to have at least one episode live on your host. So if you're using Libsyn, you have to have at least one episode published on there before you can go and submit to all of the platforms like Apple and Spotify and Google. So your trailer can technically be your first episode or episode zero, And the reason that this is a good idea is because if you decide that you want to launch your podcast on January 1st, 2022, then you can go ahead and put your trailer out in mid-December of 2021 and then you can submit your show and have the peace of mind that you've been accepted to all of the different platforms and that everything is good to go so that on January 1st, 2022, you'll be able to have those official launch episodes go live and you'll know that everything is set and ready. Otherwise, if you tell your audience that you're launching your podcast on January 1st, and then you submit your show on December 25th, and it doesn't get accepted for some reason, like something's wrong with your RSS feed, or your cover art's not the right size, and you have to then wait and hear that you're not accepted, and then make the changes and submit again, it just causes possible time delays and things like that. So having a trailer will make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. Everything's the way it needs to be before your official launch date. Hopefully that makes sense. So your trailer does not have to be long. It could be like one minute. It could be one to three minutes. I wouldn't go much longer than that. I think you know when people click on a trailer, they expect it to be something short and sweet that they can listen to really quickly. And it's just going to be kind of an overview of your show. So you want to give people an idea of who you are, what your podcast will be about, and who should listen. I've also seen people, like if they've recorded their launch episodes ahead of time, they haven't made them live, but like they've recorded them and they have them. I've seen people take clips from their first few episodes and create their trailer out of those clips, which is kind of cool. So that's like, that's just another another way that you can do it. And then again, like I said before, you can either, you could have your music playing underneath your trailer, either the whole time or just at the beginning, or you can do it without music. It's totally up to you. Moving on to your formal intro and outro. You can think of your intro and outro for your episodes just like the opening and closing credits of a TV show. So your intro is going to be that signal to your listeners that they've pushed play and your episode's about to begin and then your outro is gonna close things out. These are both fairly quick. For your intro, I would make it absolutely no more than one minute. And even that can sometimes feel on the long side. After you're done listening to this episode, I would go and check out some of your favorite podcasts and really pay attention to what their intro sounds like and pick out some that you really like. Not necessarily what they say, but more of like the style and the length of it. And you can think of your intro kind of like a condensed version of your trailer, some of the same information is gonna be in there, like who you are, who the show's for, why they should listen. I like to speak to a pain point of the listener and how this podcast will help them solve it. So for example, if you are somebody who serves and supports special education teachers, think about what a big pain point is for them and how your show is gonna bring them strategies to solve that pain point. And you could even like list out some things that will be consistently covered in the show. So again, back to that example of serving special education teachers. Maybe your podcast is going to focus on topics like writing IEPs, communicating with parents, bridging the gap with other teachers in your school. I'll give one more example because I, I'm a former first and second grade classroom teacher. So if I were creating a podcast to support second grade teachers, My intro might be, teaching second grade comes with a lot more than what was covered in our college courses. From parent communication to planning to classroom management, we'll cover it all with plenty of strategies to lighten your load. Welcome to Stories from Second Grade. I'm your host, Sarah Whitaker. Let's get to today's episode. I literally just jotted that down in like 10 seconds, so (laughs) I could do better, but you get the picture. And then again, you can have your music playing underneath your intro and then fading out into your content. So then you'll have your, the content, the bulk of your episode. And then your formal outro will be at the very end. And again, really quick. I would not go any more than 30 seconds on your outro. You can thank your listeners for tuning in and then give one call to action. That will be evergreen. You don't want it to be something that you're going to constantly have to change. Like if you have a membership and your doors are only open for two weeks, you don't want that to be your outro. That would be more appropriate for an ad in your episode. So think of a call to action where you want to bring people from your episode and continue the conversation with you somewhere else. So this might be a Facebook group that you have, your Instagram page, your website, or your TPT store. And really don't overthink this. A lot of people will kind of fall off at the very end of an episode. So not that it's not important because it is, but in terms of a call to action, I would say that it's more important – your call to actions are more important in your actual episode. And then another thing that you can mention in your outro is – just reminding them that any kind of links and resources that you mention in the episode will be in the show notes and where they can find the show notes. So you can take a listen to my outro. I tell people that they can find my show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. And then my call to action is to come and send me a message on Instagram if they have any questions or takeaways from the episode. All right. I hope you're feeling good about – your trailer, your intro and your outro. I think this part is really, really exciting and you can have a lot of fun with it. Just like I said, with the music, I would like bring out, bring out a notebook, a piece of paper, a pen, and just kind of jot things down, walk away, come back to it, give yourself some space. And I am confident that you will be able to come up with something that you're really proud of for your episodes. And the last thing I wanna cover is your actual launch episodes. So in episode, I think it was episode four. I think it was four. I talked about launching with three episodes so that when the week of your launch comes, people will be able to binge and they'll have a few episodes to listen to. So what should your launch episodes be? A lot of people wonder, should I make my very first episode Kind of all about me, let people know who I am, what my story is. And I've gone back and forth on this. My opinion on this is that I think it's best, especially if you are in the, in the education space and you are, your podcast is really the bulk of it is to educate your audience. I would just jump right into content. I think that you should give a quick intro. Like if you go back and listen to my first episode, I do do a fairly short introduction of my background, my education background, my teaching background, so that you know like where I'm coming from, who I am, how the heck I became a podcast manager. People are curious about your, about your story and your background. So I definitely think that you should address it. I don't know that you need to do an entire episode on it, but you certainly can. But if you're kind of itching to jump into content, it's totally okay to do so. And, Keep in mind, too, that you can kind of weave personal stories in every single episode, and it's good to do that. People love hearing quick stories, and that's a great way to to tell your audience a little bit more about you on a consistent basis. And if you are going to be teaching in your episodes, consider starting with the very basics and working your way up. If you're feeling kind of stuck on this, I know a lot of you in the TPT world, you have established blogs already, go back and look at your blog, see what some of your first blog posts were. And those might give you some really great ideas as to where you could start for your launch episodes. And then another thing to consider would be the time of year that you're launching. So for example, I have a client who launched her podcast, the very beginning of a new year last January. And so teachers were just getting ready to come back from winter break and jump back in. And we all know if you're if you've, If you're in the education space, you know that that's like – that can be a really tricky time and it can also be a really hard time for educators too. Sometimes coming back from winter break is difficult. So one of her launch episodes was tips on returning to independent reading after winter break because she's a literacy specialist. So she brought in the time of year that her launch was. So that's another fun thing to consider if you're looking for topics for your launch episodes. And then one more thing to consider is if you are planning to have a show where it's a mix of solo and guest interviews, if you'd like to have one guest a month on average, then I would suggest including a guest interview as one of your launch episodes. That's just gonna kind of give the indication to your audience of the type of show that you're gonna have, that it's not just gonna be solo episodes, you're going to have guest interviews as well. So after you have your trailer, your intro, your outro, and your launch episodes all mapped out, your next step is going to be to record. And after recording, of course, editing, and then mixing any of those tracks with your music. And again, I use Audacity to both record and edit. It's a free program. You can get it at, I believe it's audacityteam.org. And I know that if you are planning to launch and manage your own podcast. Editing is probably a skill that you don't know how to do yet. I'm not gonna explain how to edit on this podcast because I think it's a very visual thing. But if you are interested in learning how to edit, you can book a strategy call with me. It's on my website on the services page and that's a 60 minute call. And in that timeframe, I can teach you the basics of editing And then that would be a recorded call that you can go back and reference as needed. And again, just one more reminder that you can download my free launch guide at podcastingforeducators.com forward slash launch guide. And then lastly, if this launch series has been helpful to you, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram. This just helps me spread the word about this show. And I just absolutely love to hear that you're listening. I hope you're feeling excited about launching your show. And of course, if you have any questions, you can always message me or send me an email. All of those links are always in the show notes and I will catch you next week. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.